What's up, everybody? This is Luke Tucker with the Startup Catalyst podcast. This is part two of our bonus Blue Startups Week demo day. I'm here with Rob LaFontaine from Activator. Rob, how you doing? Great. How Great. you doing? Awesome. You ready for your trip this weekend? I am. I am. You know, thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So quick background on yourself. Like, what's your professional background and how did you start Activator? And then the second part of that question is, what is Activator? Sure, sure. So my background is is all over the place, really. You know, as, as a lot of entrepreneurs are, we have to try so many different things until we find out what we like. You know, I traditionally have come, though, from travel and tourism. You know, I'm, I'm from Hawaii. I'm Hawaiian. Um, worked in hotels, uh, worked in activities. Uh, I went off to the mainland though for college in San Diego. Once I graduated there, uh, I actually played soccer professionally for about two years. Um, no way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the seems state, like state a side long time ago. Uh, state side. Yeah, I okay. wasn't that good to go abroad. No. Um, and then so I, I came back to Hawaii and got into advertising. And uh, so f I was in advertising and marketing for about eight years. Uh, the last two years, I started my own uh, marketing agency. And so that's all I was doing for about two years before I started Activator uh, with my co-founder, Ikaika. And what it really is, it, it started off as something completely different than what it is now. You know, it, it was a mobile app that you could book last minute activities on for a discount. You know, so essentially think Hotels Tonight for activities. Right. Uh, after getting to Blue Startups, about two weeks in, you know, we are always questioning ourselves as well as from our mentors about how could this, you know, have some B2B uh, characteristics or features or be valuable to that market because there's really a big play in the travel and tourism market for uh, for the actual companies themselves uh, because everyone right now is going for the consumers, you know. So we thought we could actually use our tech and our product right now and just pivot a little bit um, and create this white label product for travel companies, be it hotels, airlines, rental car companies, travel websites to sell activities directly to their guests and customers through their own branded um, website. Hmm. So it's kind of like that that perishable inventory that you're able to provide them additional tool sets within that? Well, actually, so we we stopped offering just last minute. Okay. You know, that's, that's not even a part of our model anymore. It's actually more pre-arrivals. I and mean, we have access to all the different reservation systems, um, you know, not just their last minute inventory, but their inventory all the way through. So I guess help me understand that if you guys aren't doing the, just the perishable inventory, are you competing with all the other inventory booking systems or how are you guys different, I guess? Mm -hmm. So when you think of just companies that sell activities, yes, we compete with them, like, you know, say an Expedia or Viator, or even direct bookings, right? But none of them actually offer a white label system for uh, travel companies. You know, they have brand equity. They're all B2C companies, essentially, right? They're trying to get people to their websites because, again, they have that brand equity in themselves, and they're not actually going to white label. Uh, we actually have a big uh, advantage as well on the tech side um, because for the people out there that don't know is that activity, the activity industry, are when it comes to booking, all these large companies still work off of a block system. They don't have access to the live inventory, and that's something that we've actually built in. Okay, so they do have that. It, now it's kind of a feature as part of a broader product is that, that live inventory component right. that you have. And then the, the B2B side for the differentiation, right? Right. Uh, in terms of that. So awesome. So in terms of, did you guys do a lot of customer discovery to kind of come to that um, uh, that product pivot? I mean, we're deep into like the, you know, the B2C side of it. So we're talking right. directly to consumers for a long time. Uh, and then when we decided to do the pivot, you know, we did actually speak locally to a couple different hotels, airline companies, 
um, travel websites and pretty much everyone that we have lined up now. And they all came back with the same things, you know, uh, in the travel market, people do have low margins, you know, they actually fight, you know, because it's such a competitive space, they have high acquisition costs to get customers, you know, direct bookings and whatnot. And if you're a hotel and someone's on your website, they book a hotel and more than likely they're coming to Hawaii. And what's the next thing they're to look for? Maybe a rental car or something, right? But that's already built into their websites. But the next thing is a activity. And right now there's no one that actually builds that into their websites for them. Hmm. How much money, like, so maybe Hawaii, for example, right? Yep. We bring in, I think the numbers are like half a million visitors about per month on average or so, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's in the, the, you know, the average spend or whatever on the different uh, hotels or, or everything. Do you know that average spend on activities that the typical visitor here does? That number's a little harder to get to. We've kind of worked in the larger numbers and kind of backed our way in. So we know that Hawaii does $1.3 billion in activities alone. So not... Per annum. Per annum, yes, per year. So that's not, you know, hotels, that's not airlines, that's not transportation, restaurants, whatnot. That's strictly activities. And we do know that 65% of all people that travel to Hawaii pay for a tour and activity okay mm-hmm. that's actually a massive local market <laughs> it's huge um, yeah. for for you know when you look at that uh, total available market on a national or international scale to like your segment available market and then your initial target market you know in our backyard i think that's why so many people are looking for you know kind of a hopefully a breakout company and you know we we're all rooting for activity to be that uh, for hawaii to uh, really kind of solve some of the problems that these massive, you know, tour operators and hotel companies are, are having to deal with. Um, so in terms of the the product, kind of understand that, how, how are you guys going to go about kind of getting customers? Do you kind of customer acquisition strategies? Mm-hmm. So for our, our actual customers are our B2B partners, the travel companies themselves, right? But we have a two-pronged approach or business side, right? Because we have to keep our activity providers, the, the actual inventory that we sell out there, you know, stocked. So we have to make sure that we have a close relationship to them and we actually are getting uh, introductions directly through the reservation systems that we aggregate through. Because again, it's uh, we're both incentivized that the more the activity provider makes, the more everyone makes on that side. Uh, for the B2B partners, our travel companies that we're actually looking to link up with, uh, currently, you know, we've We've had discussions with a good handful, I'd say over 10 different different uh, companies. Uh, from there, I mean, having a proof a proof of concept with one or two of them, I, it's actually, that's like kind of our key thing is because their problems are all pretty much the same across the board. And once you see, you know, one company in the industry kind of doing it, the, you know, they all kind of follow, follow suit. It's kind of a, yeah, it's like a me too kind of thing, right? It's exactly. like you get a couple of the big guys or everybody's gonna be looking around, they gotta keep up with the, the guy's neck down the street. Well, it's it's opportunity, right? It's opportunity cost is that I'm not working with Activator. Why? You know, we're literally here. We're agnostic. We're just here to actually help you generate revenue because your client, your customer could be different than, you know, your competitor's customer. That's, that's you know, you've had all that, uh, invested all that money to create your own brand loyalty and to have people consistently come back to you and not go to the competitor. I'm sure they all are like sick of the Expedia's. I, I, you know, I, <laughs> I venture, I venture uh, not to uh, say completely yes, <laughs> but, uh, you know. I know I'm putting you on the spot, so I, well, I will say I, that, you know, maybe. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think one thing, too, I mean, we are local, you know, again, we're from Hawaii or Hawaii business. People want to uh, help out local businesses, but just from the concept of their tech not being quite up to what it, uh, what we're offering right now, um, their model not being exactly what we're offering. So that's why, again, we're not necessarily a direct competitor. You know, we play under the B2B online space. 
and some of these uh, Expedia's Viator's are in the B2C online space. Who would you see as like a direct competitor then? That's that's the key thing, and I you know if if you know of anyone or if anyone out there knows of anyone, uh, let me know please, and I'd like to go and scout them out. Um, w- it's it's hard to really say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't found anyone directly competing in this space, uh, at least in the U.S. Uh, you know we've called throughout the West Coast, East Coast. Um, and asked some hotels, some airlines, and things like that, because we've already started those conversations, right, that we're going to be uh, growing. And um, everyone's like, wow, this is awesome. All right, you know, no one's doing this. Like, we're, we haven't hit it yet, you know, that someone that's offering this service to the travel companies. Interesting. So um, some of the uh, questions that kind of just come into mind, so how, how are you guys going to make money? Like, what's your kind of model? Yeah, so our rev model is twofold. Uh, we do a rev share with our travel companies, so based on their sales. You know, um, and the second part is that we have an advertorial model with our uh, activity providers, so they can pay for premium placement within our uh, interface. So, so the higher that they, you know, are ranking up there, the higher the probability that someone's going to click on and actually book their activity. Gotcha. So, in terms of how you, uh, do you, do you guys kind of think you're going to need like a sales force to kind of go out there and, and work with these B2B uh, customers to kind of close them, or how do you anticipate actually like get closing sales? When you say Salesforce, you mean for like our our internal systems and our sales teams? Or like yeah, so I know you're going to be working with the partners, but going mm-hmm. beyond that to outside of the relationships that you may have now, like mm-hmm. you know, the founders can only do the cold calling for so long. Right. So how do you kind of anticipate uh, reaching bigger markets, I guess? Reaching bigger markets. Okay, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we, we anticipate this. Um, it, it's very – the travel industry is – I don't know if it's like this across all industries, but everyone kind of knows what everyone else is doing, especially once you get that bigger, bigger client. Like if we, you know, can get the Starwoods, the Hiltons, uh, airlines, uh, because everyone knows that. I mean, the other ones, as soon as you drop that name in there, they're they're interested, you know. So uh, it's more on that smaller scale area because there's a lot of opportunity that aren't on that larger scale. Like there's a lot of independent uh, hotel companies and chains and things like that, maybe three, four, five properties, smaller uh, regional airlines and things like that that are also still used by travel and tourism com- or tourists. Uh, and reaching them, we'll actually have our own biz dev and sales team uh, that could be based here in Hawaii, could be based in, in the mainland as well. But it's, it's someone else actually making that you know, cold call, not necessarily the f- co-founders at that point. But as, as long as you get that relationship, it's still very much relationship driven. Um, then the product and all of our model speaks for itself. Gotcha. Um, great. I, I love the, the kind of approach to, um, to monetize on both ends of the spectrum, you know, when you're talking about the, the advertorials as well as the, uh, the rev share. So it's kind of a win-win uh, for them that that's actually, you know, your revenue can grow as, as their, um, rather than just a flat fee and they're having to, you know, crack that nut every month. But um, so t- tell me about the team. Who else is on your team? Uh, what are your guys' expertise and, and backgrounds? Yes. So uh, it's, it's myself and um, the CEO, co-founder. Or my other co-founder is Kaika Sheehan. He's our COO. Uh, you heard my background. My, uh, Kaika's background is, is uh, he's actually run four different successful, uh, this is fourth, fifth actually endeavor into a startup. So he has four other businesses. Uh, he's actually been in travel and tourism as well. He's actually been in the music space. Uh, and he's led uh, pretty successful companies. Our, uh, our CTO, Jordan, uh, actually, uh, we met through high school. Uh, all of us went to Kamehameha High School. You know, oh, really? Uh, yeah. We, uh, me, and, me and Ikaika, she and our classmates. Cool. Uh, Jordan's a year older than us. Really smart guy. MIT grad. 
you know, you throw that I've out heard there. Of it. <laughs> 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 uh, you throw that out there and that opens some doors for you. But he actually has experience. This is his third startup. Uh, but he's actually managed technology solutions uh, for a couple Fortune 500 companies as well as uh, travel uh, companies as well. So he knows what their back end systems look like when we're trying to integrate with them. That's a huge help. You know. Cool. It sounds like a good good trifecta, man. I think that's a good mix. Um, now, when are you guys raising right now, uh, Ram? We are. You yes. are. So what are, what are the terms and what are you guys looking for? How much you got? <laughs> um, <laughs> here's my credit card now. <laughs> What's the offer? I don't know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, so we're going up to San Fran looking for a 450, raising on a note. Um, the breakout for that will actually majority of it's going for our uh, to finish up our tech and to scale at that point. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, well, appreciate you sharing some of your story. I, I do actually, um, you know, you're obviously from here in Hawaii. Uh, we, we usually talk about to, w to share a little bit maybe about the Hawaii startup scene and your experiences thus far and your experience at Blue Startups. Right. So this is like my first endeavor into a tech startup. You know, I, I like I said before, I started my own marketing company. I've been involved in some other businesses as well. And and I really found out through this process just how difficult it is to to really start grow and try and scale a tech business in Hawaii. I mean, it's extremely difficult. You know, there's a lot of things that that you know, really um, give into that, right? I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere, right? The scene, and as far as you know, finding devs, quality devs, are there's a real disparity in the middle there. There's either people that are just starting out or don't even know much to the people who've learned a lot, gone off to the mainland, and come back, and you know they're high in the six figures, right? They're definitely senior devs up there, mm -hmm. um, and so it, there's that disparity, and so it's hard for you to, to actually build your product. You know that's one big one big thing. So when Blue Startups came along, and uh, you know we we're offered to be in this cohort, it was, it was great. You know being again being local, uh, I I didn't know that one how hard it would be but also that they had that type of rolodex and assistance and i would uh, definitely recommend to any local business you know if you're not coming from san like san fran the silicon valleys uh seattle austin those areas you really don't know just how like how hard it is right i mean when you're in those areas like you could throw literally i could throw a dollar bill out of the window and hit like 20 different devs right but <laughs> here it's it's it's, uh, yeah. it's you know so blue stars was great you know, they not only gave us the mentorship, you know, we got to meet some really great people and bounce ideas off of our cohort itself. We had uh, great other businesses that were in there, other startups that were in there. Uh, they're making great products in their own, and we all got to bounce off ideas from each other, right? Um, so, yeah, it, it was just a really good experience for us personally, and I think it's a really great program that everyone should probably be looking into. Yeah, and I think definitely appreciate you sharing, too. I you know, we had we had Dylan on, and you get you get to meet people, right? You're going through these shared experiences. You kind of you guys will be friends and be able to talk about Blue and your experience for oh, you know for years sure. to come. For so, sure. awesome. Uh, my only other question then is, what's next for Activator? Like, what are you looking for? Any any exciting things down the pipe that you're hoping to happen or that you can share? Uh, next for Activator, so yeah, we do go off to San Fran uh, next week. Uh, we do have our demo day, and we have meetings lined up in San Francisco. Uh, once we get back, we'll actually be probably about a week to two weeks away from uh, integrating into our first client. Uh, and from there, it's it's really, we have, like uh, as I mentioned before, we have about eight different lined up. And so actually trying to integrate and uh, scale quickly. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you know, well, once we can show once we can show that we work on this website, this hotel, this airline, this, it, it's wide open from there. 
Rad. Yeah. Well, yeah, look forward to good traction and a uh, good story to continue. Um, you know, have you, are you guys going to stay in working out of blue for a while? Or are you going to have a different office? Yeah, we'll be working out blue at least until October. Uh, then from there, uh, I'm not, not quite sure where we'll be. All right. Yeah. Oh, I actually did have one other question. So what yeah. is the best activity that you have gone on in Hawaii? Oh, the best activity. The huh? most memorable. Um, I mean, it's got to be between helicopter or shark diving. Ooh. You know, I mean, depending on which helicopter you go on, and they take you right against the cliffs of Molokai, you know, or over the volcano in Big Island, um, or actually trying to go cageless, cageless shark diving. You've done that? Yep. That's so, yeah, it's one of those two. Rad. Well, we'll have to, um, <laughs> I'll have to get those links and maybe put it in the show notes or something. For sure. Uh, Rob, really appreciate you coming, sharing um, a few minutes uh, before you get, grab on a, uh, get on a plane and, and get out of here. So good luck. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll maybe follow up in, in uh, more months or uh, whatnot to get the, the latest part of your story. Uh, for sure. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Luke. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Startup Catalyst podcast. This is Luke Tucker again signing off. Tune in tomorrow where we post the episode for Blue Startups number three talking about Nick from Safe Chats. Thank you guys. Aloha.